And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents... All things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Jim and Marion Jordan celebrate New Year's on Fever McGee and Molly from 1949. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs to play at midnight. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Gail and I will try to name that tune. Right, Lisa? You've got it, Carl. We have Gail on the phone right now. Hi, Gail. Hi, Gail. Hi, Carl. Hi, Lisa. Happy New Year to both of you and to Mike. Aw, you're so sweet. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. We're so grateful for you, and I'm so glad that you called in to play our Name That Tune tonight. So this segment is called Best Songs to Play at Midnight on New Year's Eve. Okay. So all upbeat, okay. fun, and just kind of have the right Did you make message. me a mixtape so I can take it home and play it, Lisa? Um, no, but I may have done that 30 years ago for you. Like, here's a mixtape for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Cassette tape. I-, I don't know if we would have been friends back Why? 30 Why years not? Ago. Why not? I don't know. I get a feeling that maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a feeling. Uh, <laughs> what do you I think, I think we Gail? ran in a different crowd. What do you think, Gail? <laughs> Um, um I, I, I wish we would have been friends. Yeah, well, you know, but where did you live in? Did you live in Wisconsin your whole life? Yes, I have. Neighboring states. Yeah. Neighboring yeah. states. All right, you ready to play the game? You bet. We'll All see right, what we can do so here. I'm going to play a clip, and as soon as you know the title of the song, shout it out. Here's your first clip. I love disco. I'm coming up. I'm coming out. Oh, Diana wow. Ross, you've got it. That's a Gail. good song to play on New Year's Eve. I'm coming out. Is it out or up? It's out. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you can say up if you like it better that way. I'm coming up. Uh, this is from her season. <laughs> like, I'm moving on yeah, up. I'm like that, up. like the Jeffersons. Yeah. Jeffersons. Released in 1980 on her album called Diana. All right. Gail is there. On you the go. Board. Gail is on Here the board. Here is our next New Year's Eve song. Mm-hmm. Personal favorite. Oh, that's uh, that's foreigner. No, no. Aerosmith. No. 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 Do you know it, Gail? Who is that? That's Steve Perry. Steve Perry. It's Journey. Journey. And what song is it? No guesses. What song is that? In the night. What is it? This is Don't Stop Believing oh, by Journey. I think Gail said that. Did you say that? 
I just did with you. Don't stop believing, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, I couldn't she got hear. It. it was hard to hear. Wow. Um, I wish I had some headphones that were I <laughs> uh, released in 1980, which is lousy headphones, released in 1981 from their album Escape. And I, do you like that song, Gail? I most definitely do. Me too. Like One of my singing. favorites. Just, just Steve it's like Perry. very iconic. I want, who sings better, me or Steve Perry? I, I'm just going to go with you're both excellent singers. Thank you. Yeah. You, just you, different. You, Carl. Definitely you, Carl. See, Gail says I'm a better singer than Steve really? Perry. Really? Yeah. Well, she is See? much nicer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I know, I know. That's for sure. All right. Here's the next song. Shout it out because. It's time to come together. Come on, Carl. It's up to you. What's your pleasure? Maybe if I can't hear her, you're singing too long. You know? Um, what is this? What? Wahoo! Oh, this is disco. Um, there it is. Celebration. Well, I know, but this they is just Casey in the Sunshine Band. No, it's cool in the gang. Oh. <laughs> the gang, cool, yeah. I'm not going to give that one to you because they already said it. Celebration 1980, Cool in the Gang, released from their album called Celebrate. Yeah. And that's what we all should do, celebrate in our own way. Yes. I, I like a quiet celebration on New Year's Eve. I'm yeah. not one to... You're not going to go out there and party? Go out and party. You're not going to uh, drink Roma wines uh, <laughs> I didn't all the say different... that. <laughs> 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 now, let's not go there too far. <laughs> all right, so Gail's winning 2 nothing. All right, here's the next exciting midnight New Year's Eve song. Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Carl, you didn't get any of them. I know. Oh, this is uh, Katy Perry. Yeah. Um, what song is this? <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't oh. know any of them. Boulevard or something? No. I don't know. Here it is. Firefly. Close. There it is. Fireworks. Oh, fireworks. Not a firefly. Ah. But you were close. I you... don't get that I got Katy Perry. No, so nah. sorry. This is from her She's album such Teenage Dream. such a hard grader, Gail. I'm not. 2010. She's tough. Oh, this came out in 2010. 2010. What? You know, we started this radio show, Gail, in 2009, and it's going to be 2024. Oh, my god! We've known each other a really long time. You know, you know, Gail, you know how long Lisa and I have known each other? Two. Two. Too Too long. <laughs> you ruined my joke. I know. <laughs> she even ruins my joke. That's jokes. what happens when you say it too many times. She even not ruins funny. my joke. All right, here's the next song. All right. Um, Come on, you guys. I did a mob, uh, a mob dance to this with Oprah and this group in Chicago. What is this song? I got a feeling. Yeah, Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling. Two thousand nine. Get that? You do. Oh, did they say it? Yeah. Before you said it. But I cheated. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you because Gail's still winning. <laughs> Gail's still winning. Two. If two, he wins, one. it's only because he cheated. Gail. I cheated on that one. I heard him say it. All right, I'll give you this. All right. All right. Here's the last song. Last song. Nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Yep. That's Who Prince. said it first? Was it Gail or me? It was a tie. It was really we close. Tied. I we couldn't tied. tell. That was a tie. I'm going to give that as a tie. 1999 right, so by Gail Prince. got three and you I got one. You know when that one. song came out, Carl? 1998. No, it didn't. It came in 1982. 1882? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What? Gail, you like uh, Prince? No, not really. So but then I sing I... better than Prince, right? Oh, most definitely. See? 
Maybe you should sing us a little song. You can sing Gail a little, uh, you know, a little little song. Um, I can't think you of can't a, think of a song? a song. Let me think of a song. Um, raindrops keep falling on my head. Keep How's going. That? Keep going. That's you know all, the next slide. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got, Gail. Well, I have to take that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're awesome, Gail. I'm you send sure you some, are. Some fun CDs. And we'll talk to you soon, and Happy New Year. Yeah, we hope you call back again soon. Ah, you're the best. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Gail. Have a great night. You're awesome. Have a great New Year. You too. Thanks. When we come back, it's Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Don't forget Mee's Meals. Man, talk about an incredible offer. 50% off the first time you try Mee's Meals. And you will get the most incredible food. You will want to order it every week like Lisa and I do and Mike does. And uh, they want you to try it. Try it one time. Order some food off of the website, Mies, M-E-E-Z Meals.com. Look at all the wonderful food they have there. Every week they change it. And for the very first time that you order, you get 50% off by using the promo code CARL at checkout. Can I add something really quickly? Yeah. I know we talked about it's healthy and delicious and variety and all that. But you know what I forgot to mention about it? What? It is so convenient. Yeah. It is really nice to not have to say, what are we making for yeah. dinner tonight? Go to the grocery store and start shopping and looking. It's delivered to my door, and I know exactly what I'm going to make, and I make it in 15 minutes, and it's so good. I, I really appreciate so the convenience factor. You know, every single week we get it, and it's always delicious. I it really is always do look incredible. forward to it. Because they week. have chefs that prefer prepare it yeah, i mean we need chefs you know i mean life. it's like wow it's so yeah. great just go to their website and yeah. check it out it's uh very easy to navigate through the website mees m-e-e-z meals.com and uh, order something and save 50 percent and, and Use you the promo will love code, it most important carl at checkout yeah. carl at checkout save 50 how could you forget that promo code <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't forget it, but hopefully your listeners won't either. Fibber McGee and Molly, they're the greatest. I mean, they were on the air so long, Lisa. They were on the air from 1935 until the mid-50s, so like 20-something mm. yeah. years. And uh, Jim and Mary and Jordan, they were a real-life married couple. They lived at 79 Wistful Vista. They played Fibber McGee and Molly. 
And this is a New Year's show, December 27th, 1949. Here's part one of Fibber McGee and Molly. Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent, Glow Coat, present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Here's news, news for the new year. Johnson's Glow Coat is now positively water repellent. And that's news that's going to make 1950 a brighter, easier year for millions of homemakers. Yes, at last, there's a self-polishing floor wax that does not cause ugly spots as you wipe up spill things. Does not turn drab or milky gray even after repeated damp mopping. Water, spilled food, tracked in mud or snow, just whisk off its hard, shining surface. And each coat of Johnson's Glow Coat now lasts up to four times longer. You get far more for your money in Glow Coat because you have to do your floors far less often. Tomorrow, start using this wonderful new protection for your floors. Get Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat from your dealer. It's in the regular Glow Coat container, remember. No change at all in the package. Ah, but what a wonderful difference on your floors. McGee has an aunt, Aunt Sarah, very rich, very lonesome, and in bad health. She has asked the McGees to visit her over New Year's Day. Molly is going in a spirit of sympathy and affection. Mr. McGee is going in a spirit of the old girl is loaded and she can't take it with her. <laughs> so here packing for the trip, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. See, I wonder if I'd better take my little electric flat iron with me. For what? To crack crack walnuts? <laughs> In case I want to press out a dress or something, dearie. Do your own pressing at Aunt Sarah's? Are you kidding? Why, that house of hers is fuller of servants than Paul Whiteman's riding britches are full of Paul Whiteman. <laughs> hey, what time's the train leave? 5.45. Standard time? As standard as that train ever gets. <laughs> you know something? I've seen the engineer and the conductor at the station synchronizing their sundials. Hmm. Sit on this bag for me, dearie. Please, I can't get it shut. Okay. You snap the lock. All right. There. Are you about ready? Well, practically. I just wonder if I ought to take this book with me. What is it? The Psychological Predetermination of Social Maladjustments from the Standpoints of Heredity and Environment. Oh? It's a study of economic factors in conjunction with the materialistic approach to submarginal population areas. Heavenly days. Yeah, I thought I might leave it laying around on my night table, you know. <laughs> Impress Aunt Sarah. She thinks you married a dope. <laughs> well, hand me them two neckties, kiddo. <laughs> Thanks. I'm all packed. Well, yes. good. I'll see that all the doors and windows are... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? I just remembered. Didn't we have tickets to that musical, Tales of the South Atlantic at the Bijou for tonight? Oh, is this Tuesday the 27th? It's sure. Oh, it's sure. It's sure. Doggone it. Can't we take a later train? No, the train we're taking is as late as the train ever gets. <laughs> 
We better give the theater tickets to somebody else. Who? How about Ole at the Elks Club? Oh. He probably doesn't get a chance to see many good shows. That's a good idea, Snooky. Hand me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the Elks Club at 14th and... Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, How's every little thing, Mert? It is, eh? What say, Mert? Your grandmother? Right tackle for who? Oh. Mert's grandmother's playing football? No, no. She was deep sea fishing in Mexico, but she didn't have the right tackle for swordfish. <laughs> what say, Mert? Well, thanks. Let me talk to him. Is this Oli? Hey, look, Oli. This is McGee. Fibber McGee. What are you doing tonight, kid? Well, I got a surprise for you. McGee, for goodness sakes. We're going out of town, Oli, and I'm leaving a couple of tickets at the Elks Club for you. On our way to the station. At the Elks Club, I'm leaving them. Huh? Yeah, a couple of tickets. Yeah, that's okay, Oli. Hope you enjoy it. See you next week, Oli. Yeah, I'm glad you did that, dearie. He's such a nice little man, yeah. and so... Oh, hey, there's the taxi cab. Grab your hat, baby. I'll bring the grips. Did you put the cat out? Oh, we don't have a cat, do we? Well, well come on. <laughs> What did information say about our train, dearie? She just laughed. <laughs> I asked her, did we have time to grab a sandwich? And she says we got time to go rabbit hunting and cook the rabbits. <laughs> she says she never... Your attention, please. Will the parents of the 10-year-old boy in the Hopalong Cassidy suit who was checked through from Buffalo, New York, please call for him at what is left of the traveler's aid office? <laughs> you know, I just love railroad stations. Yeah. People going, people coming. People weeping on people's shoulders for fear they might miss their train and have to stay a while longer. <laughs> yeah, very dramatic place. Funny thing happened down here last week. Salesman for an optical company lost a briefcase full of glass eyes on the roadbed. Heavenly days. Mm -hmm. Did somebody find it? Yeah, a doctor for the railroad. Says that was the first time in 30 years he'd ever removed eyes from cinders. <laughs> And the week before Your that... attention, please. Will passengers who have been informed that all space to the West Coast has been sold out and then find the train half empty, please refrain from insulting the conductors. They have their own troubles. <laughs> you know, I'd like... Oh, look, McGee, there's the old-timer. And Bessie. You who, Mr. Old-timer? Oh, hi, old-timer. Hi, Bessie. Oh, hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Hello, you all. The reason I say you all is I'm from the South. That's why... They know that, Bessie. You don't have to keep telling them. <laughs> Bessie's awful proud of being a Southerner, kids. Yeah? Her grandpa got gored at Bull Run. <laughs> Didn't he, Bessie? Yes, he did. Oh, he was a fine soldier. General Pickett used to walk around his tent all night long, and Grandpa... I'll was... tell it, Bessie, I'll tell it. Now, let Bessie tell it. It's her story, ain't it? Yeah, but Bessie strings them out too long. Oh. She kills more points than a two-bit pencil sharpener. <laughs> Don't you, Bessie? If you say so, O.T., isn't he masterful, folks? <laughs> At the Battle of Bull Run, General Pickett used to walk around Bessie's grandpa's tent all night long. Finally, her grandpa says, Hey, General, what's your idea? And the general says, I'm a picket and you're a non-union soldier. <laughs> I 
should have told it, old team. <laughs> hey, are you kids are meeting somebody down here? No, we're going away for a little trip, Mr. Oldtimer. Going to visit Molly's Aunt Sarah for New Year's. Going to stand around and sing, Should Old Acquaintance Be Forgot While She Makes Out a New Will. Now, McGee, you know I love Aunt Sarah. Well, me too. There's something about her that appeals to me. <clears throat> Several things. Oil wells, stocks and bonds. Oh, speaking of oil, folks, I made a little investment last year in a wildcat well down in Texas. <laughs> Isn't that interesting, a wildcat well? Did they strike anything? Yep, six wildcats come climbing out of it. <laughs> We scun them and made Bessie a fur coat out of them. <laughs> hey, Bessie! <laughs> yes, but I had to quit wearing it, O.T. My sister's dog kept chasing me up trees. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, I could just... Don't be... string it out, Bessie. <laughs> you had your laugh. Well, so long, kids. Me and Bessie's got to get over to gate six. The 552's about due. Oh, you going away somewhere, too? No, we just... I'll tell it, Bessie. <laughs> yes, O.T. We always come down to meet the 552, kids. Yeah? Only place we can park and kiss each other for 15 minutes without some nosy cop shining a spotlight on us. <laughs> come on, Bessie. So long, kids. So long, all. So long, <laughs> Bessie Sweet McGee, and the two of them... Your attention, please. Train number 12, the cinder bucket, now leaving on track 48 for Feeling Hollow, Whistleburg, Musson Point, Johnson Junction, and Aunt Sarah's ball... Well, come on, Tootsie, that's us. Let's go. Wait for baby. All right, it's the first portion of Faber, McGee, and Molly. December 27, 1949, they go and visit their rich old Aunt Sarah. Man, I wish I had a rich old Aunt Sarah. Wanted to leave me like... Oh, does she have to be old or just rich? Rich. There you go. <laughs> Wanted to leave me like... Does her name have to be Sarah? Um, No. Doesn't have to be Sarah. Anybody who's rich will do. I wish I had like a, an aunt that was like... 115, and she really liked me, and she was really, really rich. And she was like, you know, you know, Carl and Lisa. Didn't happen to watch a new movie um, on Amazon Prime called Saltburn. Saltburn? No, yeah. I have not. It's along it, those is it lines. Good? Is it good? It's really crazy. Interesting. Check it out. And if she left me 10 million, I would save all these radio shows. Oh, I believe we'll you. We'll be too. right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co 
co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Yes, indeed. This is Hollywood 360. It's our New Year's show. It's our last show of 2023. Next year, we'll have more classic radio shows for you. And I got to tell you, special, special announcement. Next week, we are going to announce our Kickstarter to save the Boston Blackie Radio Series. Oh, man. I, I could not be more excited. Because we did have a successful Kickstarter campaign, thanks to our listeners, thanks to you out there in Radio Land. We did save Bold Venture, and we are in the process right now of making all the CDs because we transferred all 78 Bold Venture radio shows directly from the Ziv Discs. We are making the discs, the CDs for everybody that ordered them, and we're sending them out to everyone that pledged uh, for the Bold Venture Show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. How many of the uh, Boston Blackies will there be? Well, that's a good question, Mike Costella, Bubble Bath. There is 218 episodes of Boston Blackie. How do you like that? That's that's every That is every single episode starring Dick Calmar. It's from episode one all the way to episode 218. That is definitely more than what we have in the library right now. Yeah, well, it's 50, it's over 50 lost episodes. And you know what we're going to do next week, Mike? What's that? We are going to play one of the lost episodes of Boston Blackie. Doug Hopkinson, who is doing the uh, transfers, we took uh, a show that is lost, that has not been heard in over 70 years, and we uh, we did the transfer of that disc from the Ziv Library, and we're going to air it next week as our very first episode. What do you think of that? That's nice. Yeah. So you can hear what they uh, what they sound like, and we're talking about a uh, a major find here. All 218 direct from disc. These are discs that have never been played. And we are going to launch our Kickstarter next week, and we'll give you all of the information, how to go there, how to pledge, how to get these shows. You can get some of the shows or all 218 Boston Blackie shows. You can get them on 109 CDs, 109 CDs, Mike, or via digital download. We'll tell you all about it next week, and we're going to play a lost episode. You'll hear it. For the first time in over 70 years, it'll be played on our program, World uh, Premiere. It's second world premiere because it did air like in 1946, I think, last uh, last I uh, checked on the log. But it's a lost episode. We'll play it next week, and I'm very excited about it. So thank you for everyone that has, uh, that has uh, pledged on the Bold Venture. And next week starting, it's Boston Blackie. We are also... Going to uh, talk about um, a few other things that are in the works. You know, we have we have many things planned for 2024, and uh, we'll uh, kind of uh, talk a little bit about it uh, next week. But right now, it's time for the conclusion to this December 27th, 1949 episode of Fibber McGee and Molly.
folks. This is it, compartment C. Yes. Go ahead, Molly, step in. Oh, this is nice, man. Yeah? Very modern. Little small, but... Uh... I'll say it's a little small. Step out now so I can step in, will you? <laughs> Thanks. My gosh, whoever laid out this compartment must have designed it for a family of brooms. Whisk brooms. I think it'll be all right, McGee, as soon as the porter is through in here. Yeah, I guess so. You want the tickets now, porter? Oh, we... no, sir. The conductor will be around to get your tickets oh. later. My job is just to make you folks comfortable. Yeah, well, you can start by getting off my foot. <laughs> taking your elbow out of my eye. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll put the bags up out of the way here, sir. I'll yeah, <laughs> don't put the shoebox up there. Don't put the shoebox up there. Don't put the shoebox up there. Huh? Leave that on the chair here. I got a pair of old sneakers in there, and I may get hungry later. My goodness. I hope you don't get that hungry. Oh, no. If I have to walk all the way to the diner, I'll want to change shoes first. <laughs> These new ones are tight. Well, the dining car's right behind this one, sir. Oh, fine. If you don't feel like walking back there, you can get off the train at the next stop, wait till we start up, and get back on the diner. Of course, you'll have to stay there till we get to where you're going because we don't back up. <laughs> now, if there's nothing else you need, uh... No, no, this will be fine, Porter. McGee, uh, before he goes, uh, yeah? you know, uh... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> have you got any change, Molly? This is the smallest I've got, see? Well, let's do it big this trip. Go huh? ahead. Give him the whole quarter. <laughs> okay, okay, if you say so. Here you are, boy. All yours. Well, thank you kindly, sir. Sorry. I've been wanting a quarter for a long time, but all my folks keep giving me them old dirty dollar bills. <laughs> well, I might as well get used to throwing money away anyhow. In case Aunt Sarah wants me to take charge of her affairs for her. Oh, McGee, Aunt Sarah hasn't had an affair since that second basement from the Peoria <laughs> Distillers. Oh, you mean her business affairs. Yeah, yeah. I could ruin her business. I mean, I could run her business like nobody's business. Hey, let's nosey up to the club car and see if they'll make us up a couple of hot buttered root beers, huh? That's a good idea. I want to see more of the train anyhow. Let's live it up, huh? Say, this train has everything, McGee. Boy, it's your head. Oh, look. My gosh, a barber shop. You know what? I think I'll get a shave. There's a man already in the chair, dearie. Huh? Besides, I wouldn't want a barber fooling around with me with a razor on a train this fast. Why? Suppose the train lurched or ah, something. Ah, those guys know their stuff, Molly. I'll bet he hasn't cut anybody's... Ah! <laughs> I can shave myself in Aunt Sarah's. <laughs> well, here we are, Molly. Grab a couple of chairs by the door here. That's it. Oh, isn't this a beautiful car, McGee? Yeah. Say, is it all right for us to be in here? Hmm? Do we have to be members to sit in the club car? Oh, I don't know, Molly, but bluff it out. Live it up. This is really a snazzy choo-choo. Attention, please. The train which is about to pass us on the left is the Westbound Limited for California, the Pony Express. name for a train? I wonder how they ever happened to name it the Pony Express. <laughs> I don't know. They probably just got saddled with it some way. 
Hey, I wonder if I should have left the tickets in our compartment because the conductor... Hello there, Molly. Hiya, pal. Hey, I've been looking for you ever since I heard you were aboard. For heaven's sakes, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, sit down, Junior. Hey, how'd you know we were on here? I ran into a porter back there. Told oh. me about a fellow giving him his first two-bit tip since 1930. Put two and two together. <laughs> Where are you going? We're on our way to spend the holidays with Aunt Sarah, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, Molly's rich, Aunt uh, Junior. Or, uh, Molly's uh, rich Aunt Junior. <laughs> she may want us to help her write a new will. You going someplace, or are you just going someplace? You like to ride trains? Uh, I like... <laughs> I like to ride this club car, pal. Oh. I get such a bang out of watching the stewards. Yeah. The fun they have. <laughs> the stewards? Yeah, hear them laughing, pal. They're fracturing themselves. Are they telling jokes? Or no, what's... no, no. One of them just spilled a drink. Watch them laugh. They're tickled silly because they've got that floor covered with Johnson's water repellent glucose. <laughs> Oh, no. Your wiping up spilled things is a picnic. This picnic is full of ants, Junior, because you sneaked on here just to... <laughs> Look at him, look at him. <laughs> look at him. They remember how they used to have to coat that floor every few days with wax. But since Johnson's great water repellent glow coat hit the market, their linoleum stays protected three or four times as long. That's fine, Mr. Wilcox, but we're on a holiday. Every yeah. day's a holiday when you use Johnson's glow coat. That's because glow coat is now water repellent. I know, but we're going... Because when those boys wipe up spilled things, they do not wipe up the wax. Johnson's self-polishing water repellent glow coat stays on, stays bright, much longer. <laughs> Gosh, the way they're spilling water, it better be water. Hey, wait a minute. Those guys are having all the fun. Hey, let me wipe up one, fellas. I'm the Johnson man. Give me a turn. I want to wipe up something. Because uh, the wax does not come off. This is supposed to be a club car, ain't it? Hey, Stuart, get me a club. I want to beat the bit junior out of junior. Now, McGee, hush. Let Mr. Wilcox earn a living. For all of us. Besides Your attention, that... please. The cinder bucket is now passing some of the finest scenery on this line. On your right is Mount Argabright, known from coast to coast as the world's smallest mountain peak, having an altitude of 12 feet above sea level. My gosh, I, had, I wish I had that speaker system. I could think up more interesting stuff than that. Like the diesel engines they got on here, for instance. Why don't you talk Say about that? Say, McGee, just what is a diesel engine, anyhow? It's a new type of engine that was invented by a mechanic in Brooklyn. After he got him finished, he says to the railroad, look, you guys, he says, diesel be the greatest engine you will ever see. <laughs> and they flipped a coin to see whether they'd call him diesel or usual and diesel one. <laughs> well, let's get back to our compartment, kiddo. The conductor may be looking for us. Yes, I'm King's Man with Foster Carlings when you dance the old year out. Here we go, salute your partner, swing her round, round about. Let her know your heart is happy when you dance the old year out. Soon we'll be a whole year older, so get ready now to shout. Hold her head upon your shoulder as you dance the old year out. The new year in, the old year out, the new year in, the old year out. A new year dances in, remember when you dance the old year out. Hey, 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 Aunt Matilda feels the spirit, Uncle Zeb's got the gout. Grandpa Jones can hardly hear it when you dance the old year out. Whirl her now. 
heaven as you dance the old year out, the new year in, the old year out, the new year in, the old year out, a new year dances in, remember when you dance the old year out. since we've been on a trip. Yeah. And it's such a nice little compartment. Everything's so modern. Hey, look at this little cubbyhole down here. It says, place shoes here for shine. What about it? It's kind of silly. Anybody thinks I'm going to sit on the floor here with my feet in that little box waiting for the train to come shine Ladies and gentlemen, if you will glance out the train window to the south, you will notice that we are passing historic old Lake Pants Down. <laughs> Lake Pantstown? It was on the east shore of Lake Pantstown that during the Revolutionary War, General Kenford was attacked by the British and got caught with his. <laughs> Our next point of interest will be reached at 6.38. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you getting hungry, Snooky? Let's go into the dining car and grab off a few vitamins. Huh? All right, I am rather hungry, McGee. Uh, not too hungry, I hope. I didn't have a chance to get a check cash before I left. I only got about four bucks with me. Well, that ought to get us an olive and a pot of tea, or maybe a little. Well, uh, well. Hey, your tickets, please, sir. Your tickets? You betcha, bud. Got them right here. There you are. Still in the envelope. Oh, thank you, sir. You folks having a pleasant trip? Oh. Oh, I tell you, it couldn't be nicer, Mr. Conductor. My husband and I were just saying just uh, yeah, before uh, you... Pardon me, madam, pardon me. I'm afraid there's a slight mistake on these tickets, sir. What do you mean, mistake? I paid good, solid cash for them tickets, Buster, and don't... Yes, I, I don't doubt that, sir, but these are two tickets for the Bijou Theater in Wistful Vista. <laughs> Heavenly days are theater tickets. McGee, do you suppose that you... Yeah. I must have left Ole the wrong tickets at the Elks Club. He's got our railroad tickets and... Oh, well. <laughs> Give me your fountain pen, bud, and I'll write you a check for the fare. I'm a little short of cash. I'm sorry, sir. We are not permitted to take personal checks. Oh, you're not, eh? Well, bye, George. I now, want... McGee, please. <laughs> the man is merely following instructions. Uh... Can't we wire ahead and have the tickets ready for you when we get off, Conductor? I'm sorry, madam. I'm afraid not. The next stop is at 8.20 tomorrow morning, and there'll be no way to send a telegram. I'm afraid you'll have to get off the train. Oh, yeah? I thought you said there wasn't any stops till 8.20 a.m. tomorrow. That's when we get off anyway. So, ha-ha. <laughs> well, in an emergency like this, we can make a stop. Huh? 
Bring your bag. No. I'll pull the signal. Oh, oh. no, he's going to thunder. This way, please, madam. We'll let you off through the dining car. Just follow me. All that dirty louse. You know, I have to give all the our train tickets and buy McGee, look who's in the dining car. Huh? Where? Who? It's Oli and his wife having dinner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hi, Oli. Say, you know what I did, Oli? Uh, hello, there, McGee. Hello, Mrs. <laughs> Say, me and my Mrs. We sure want to thank you for donating these tickets. You're having a wonderful trip. We always wanted to take a trip on All this. right, folks. <laughs> you, uh, you get off here. Open the door, Stuart. <laughs> Wait a minute, conductor. Oh. We can explain oh, everything. Oh, it's no use, McGee. Come on. Well, that was a lovely trip. Brief, but enjoyable. What's the name of this Hamlet, Shakespeare? <laughs> I don't know, but there's a sign over there. Hmm. Never heard of this place. North Loitering. That's no loitering. Oh. <laughs> name of the station is up there, East Wistful Vista. East Wistful Vista? Why, my gosh, we're only 12 miles from home. Taxi, mister? Taxi? Yeah, bud, yeah. Now throw these bags in the back, will you? Help us. There. Get in, Molly. Now, ah. where to, folks? Bijou Theater in Wistful Vista, bud, and make it snappy. The show starts in 20 minutes. Molly return in a moment. It's new, really new, and it means new protection for your floors, new freedom from hard work for you. Johnson's Glow Coat is now positively water repellent. It shows no ugly spots when you wipe up spilled things, stays on, stays bright, even after repeated damp mopping. Tracked in mud or snow, just whisk right off its hard, glistening surface. And it's the most economical self-polishing floor wax you can buy because now it lasts up to four times longer. That also means you have to do your floors far less often. Tomorrow, start using this floor-saving, money-saving, work-saving new floor wax. Get Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat. It's in the regular Glow Coat package, remember. No change at all in the container. Ah, but what a wonderful difference inside. I'm glad we come back, kiddo. That was a good show. You still want to go to Aunt Sarah's tomorrow? Yes, I do, dearie. Mm. The holiday season is a very sad time for her, you know. It was just 12 years ago at Christmas time that she lost her husband. Oh. They were shopping at the time. What happened to him? We don't know. She just lost him in Macy's basement. <laughs> good night. Good night, all. Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Fibber, McGee, and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Stay tuned for Big Town, coming up next. <laughs> 
on NBC. The famous NBC chimes there, and that's Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Imagine this show was on the air, Lisa, 20-plus years. Can you imagine? Every week they do a rehearsal, you know, and uh, and they would do a table read, and then they'd come in on Tuesday night and do the show in front of a studio audience. It was a big production. Yeah. You know, the orchestra, Harlow Wilcox. You know, I mean, every week they did that show for 20 years. And it Amazing. was always a big, big, big production. ratings, too. It was a popular show. And it was kind of corny, you know, yep. funny joke, you know, corny jokes like he was saying, uh, you know, diesel, uh, diesel mm-hmm. this and diesel that. But you know what? It it was that sort of it, it, it struck a chord, you know what I mean, with families. It was good humor. It was very clean humor, right? Yeah. So great. And uh, it's a privilege to play these shows. And we have master recordings of Fibber McGee and Molly going way back to 30 from 1935 to the 1950s. That was a 1949 broadcast, December 27th, the New Year's show. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month. No, no. Is it? Is it yep. time for this yep. month in music history? It sure is. And we're going back to top songs of 2023. Oh, don't get stressed. It's going to get figured out. Oh, heard of it? No. Nope. No. Nope. This is the Jonas Brothers called Waffle House. What is it? Waffle House. Waffle House. Huge like hit this. Waffle House. Like the Waffle House. Huh. Yep. This was uh, from April 7, 2023, uh, called The Album. And the three group members, Joe, Nick, and Kevin Jonas, wrote this song. Really? Yeah. You haven't heard it? Never heard this song. All right. Song. Well, you'll have to listen to uh, the radio. I so live under a rock. <laughs> I know. You, you know do. what I do? I'm in my basement. Oh, no. Much. Don't tell me what you do in your basement. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Please stop just, right I there. I was just about to say, I'm in my basement. Stop. And I'm cataloging, <laughs> cataloging all these old-time radio shows and preparing for the program. And, yeah. And whatever else you do in your basement. It, that is it. Gotcha. Nothing else. I gotcha. In that basement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's take a break. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, next hour, it's a New Year's episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Boy, my brother hates this show. Oh, I know. And I love it. I love The Great Gildersleeve, 1953 broadcast. We're all going to talk to, uh, we're also going to talk to Kathy Lynch, the editor of Good Old Days Magazine. Because the January-February issue just hit the stands. So uh, we'll talk all about it. Stick around. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. 